0: Hey,
1: everyone, Lauren Leach and Mark Allen with Double L Sports Network here. We have a special guest today, the 2020 Snowball Derby champion, Ty Majeski. Ty, thanks for oh, the time. How well. you doing, man?
2: It's been, uh, it's been a really cool week so far. Um, you know, it's, it's such a big race to win, and there's there's so many people that we're watching uh, within the racing industry, not just short track racing. And um, it, it's really cool to see uh, to see all the love from everyone after the race.
0: Hey good morning Ty uh, you know I'm looking back here and seeing that you won Oktoberfest and Halloween and you went to Florence and you beat them down there and the snowball. How's your confidence these days?
2: You know it's anytime you can be in Victory Lane it, uh, it always helps you and it, it doesn't matter what, what type of race vehicle you're in. Um, the sport is, is, um, is definitely you know you can you can feed off of your last race so um, you know it's huge going out and, and winning in Florence. Uh, Winning at Oktoberfest and obviously winning the snowball and and hopefully that can propel us into uh, another good season next year.
1: Did that run down in Florence help you down at the Snowball Derby or make you think about things differently? Because you were on the radio with Chad Bryant saying, when are you going to release me, Chad? Where are you going to release you? And you really had to not go too early. Did that help you down there? Um, and will it help you I, in the future? I think
2: it uh, definitely opened my eyes on, on um, different ways you can manage races. Um, but those cars are so much different. They require you to um, ride a little bit more just because of how heavy they are. Um, and even the types of track surfaces that, that they race on, um, in super late racing, you, you, it, it doesn't pay uh, as many dividends to, to ride in the beginning of a run and then, um, and then go at the end and expect to get back to the same place. Whereas in a late model stock you can. So it's, you know, it's it, it certainly, if you can get a yellow, uh, if you're riding in a super and you get a yellow um, it, it can pay dividends but if it goes green you, you can't just expect to to make up all that ground you've given up in the beginning of a run and make that back up um, so it, it there's definitely different I, I learned a lot in that race and and um, it's a different way to manage a race for sure and and who knows maybe down the road um, in, a, in a super late that that will come into play but at the derby it's The field was so deep and everybody is so good. You can't afford to give up track position uh, in a race like that.
1: You fell back on that first run to the back half of the top 10, maybe even 11th place. Uh, What was going through your mind when you were you back there? And actually, I was I was thinking about this, too. Does that help you? knowing that you don't have the best car and that you have to work on it a little bit because in years past you've had the best car at times and it hasn't come yeah, to I mean,
2: first of all, I was worried. Um, we put a lot more emphasis on qualifying trim this year. Uh, we haven't qualified well the, the past two years. Um, usually we only do one or two mock qualifying runs. Um, th- this time we did, we did three full mocks and then um, a fourth one on a set of scuff tires and it, it certainly helped us in in qualifying trim. We qualified well, but uh, we didn't get to, obviously we didn't get a chance to work on race trim as much as we would have. Um, so we managed practice a little bit differently in that first run in the race. I was like, man, uh, this is not good. We We hosed ourselves here. Uh, we did not work on race trim enough, but uh, Steger opened up a little bit that first run. And for whatever reason, um, if it's our package or what it is, that first run is we're just way too free balance wise every year, um, in the snowball derby. So I I knew the track was going to come to us. And honestly, we didn't, we made a few small changes. Um, but, but they were, they were pretty minor. They certainly, um, you know, if the track didn't come to us, it, it certainly wouldn't have been a big enough change, uh, to fix how bad our balance was off. So, um, you know, we—I think uh, we did—we did a good job. Toby and I did a good job, not freaking out on it because a lot of teams would have probably have gone big in that situation. And we made a couple of small changes, put a different set of tires on, and—and and the track came to us.
0: You know, at the um, at the end there, on that last uh, the last run after the last pit, did you go back to the setup where you started up because you knew you were going on a short track run, a short lap run? There? No,
2: we didn't. Um, I guess, you know, it was here, the, the the change was a quarter inch up on the right side track bar. So we actually did go back on that, but you know, a quarter inches, I mean, that, that is such a small change. Um, so we, we did go back on that for the next run. Um, and there was one other adjustment in there. I won't tell you guys, but um, so, <laughs> okay. you know, it, we did go back on it. We, we did make it a little bit too tight that second run and we went back up on it for the third run and then left it for, for the money for the money run there with 15 to go.
1: Restarts were a big discussion point last year. And of course that cost you the win potentially last year were the restarts different this did, year. They did, did they change, change the that rule for you?
2: Um, it went to a, uh, to basically NASCAR style leader fires first in the box and whatever happens after that happens. So, uh, in other words, the leader does not have to be the first race car to the line. Uh, he just needs to fire first, um, in, in that restart zone. So, uh, in my opinion, the restarts were, were much cleaner. Um, everybody did a good job, um, you know, executing those, um, like we all should. And, um, we're, we're, they're the, be- these guys are the best super late model racers in the country. And, um, in my opinion, the restarts need to be, um, under this rules package.
1: Derek Thorne is a super great racer. A lot of just like yourself, but out in the Southwest, what was it like racing him and talk about the battle that you guys had near the end?
2: Yeah, he had a, uh, he had a fast race car all week long. He was definitely the car to beat. Um, thankfully we made good adjustments all day and uh we sort of peaked at the right time to uh at least give him a run for his money and um we we're a little bit better on him that on that last long run and we were able to run him down and um you know herm was my spotter was giving me um a countdown and lap numbers until the comp caution and we knew if if i could if i could get him and control those those last couple restarts or last or the last restart um, that could be the difference in the race. And, uh, so we were, I mean, we were both going, both of us knew what was on the line there and what we were trying to do. And, um, and he was trying just as hard as I was to, to keep the lead. And I, and I was trying to get the lead. And, um, thankfully I was able to, to get him there with a couple to go to that comp caution and, and um, and, and control those last couple of restarts.
0: What's up with the disadvantage on the outside lane on restarts on that front? On that yeah, you know, row?
2: for whatever reason, um, I don't know if it's you know the last couple of snowballs have um, ended at night, so I don't know if that has had something to do with it. Um, but you look at races at at Pensacola in the summer, uh, which are all at night; they're all Blizzard Series races at night, and guys actually choose. The, like the leader chooses restart uh, to restart on the outside, um, so at times there is, there is an outside groove at five flags, for whatever reason it, it just never materializes at the snowball, um, and I don't know if it's because it's during the day or what, but um, the outside was um, almost completely no man's land. Especially on a long run, you can make it work on a short run uh, for a few laps, but but it would just go away after you got some wear on your tires.
1: How was the track down there? Was it pretty similar to what you expected, especially on Sunday after the uh, few days of racing or did it change more drastically than you thought?
2: Um, it was, it was real close to what we thought. Um, you know, I, I think I even mentioned on our, uh, on our conversation we had before the Derby that we were going to be uh, way too free that first run. And, uh, and then the track typically comes to us and that's exactly what it did. Um, so, that that played out well
1: does the uh amount of rubber that goes down play into why the bottom is uh a little better especially on the restarts on the first lap there uh to make the top lane a a little bit of a disadvantage and then on top of that derek did a fantastic job on that last restart and was almost able to uh, capture the win from you
2: yeah he uh he surprised me on that last restart for sure um being able to get the top rolling um you know I don't know if it has anything to do with the amount of rubber. Honestly, the, you know, the way that the way the tire was, the compound was, and the way the track was reacting with the weather. Uh, we would actually pick up a lot of that rubber under yellow, a lot like um, uh, a concrete track, like at Dover um, in a NASCAR race where you see the, all the rubber get picked up under yellow. That, that's kind of what was happening um, at, at Pensacola this, this weekend. So um, I don't know if that was a factor. I don't know if it was the weather or what, but, um certainly uh, surprised Derek was able to make it work there. Uh, again, he had such a fast car, especially on the short run. Um, and um I, I was just doing everything I could to hold him off.
0: Did you guys did you talk to Derek after the race? Did you get uh, very to briefly, to him? He just uh came
2: by and congratulated me and um and I just said great race. It was uh uh very, very brief. I know he was I'm um, incredibly disappointed. I, I I know how that that feels. Um, I've experienced it the the last couple of years, so uh, it's it's hard to swallow when when you've got the race car, best race car all week, and and all race for the most part, and and you don't win with it. So um, I've been there the last couple of years. It, uh, it it's hard to swallow for sure.
1: They moved the startup one hour because of weather. Was that a discussion going on with you and the car and the team late because weather wasn't too far away.
2: So we've been, we were keeping an eye on the weather uh, the entire race and there was uh, there was no real threat. Um, It kind of broke apart and uh, went a different direction there. So um, we were not, uh, not concerned about weather at all, which is good Um, that that did not play into our strategy at all. Um, You know, you, you never want to roll the dice and, and put tires on at a certain time, um, banking on it raining. So um, glad glad we glad we weren't put in that situation.
1: There were a lot less cautions than usual down there this year. What do you think the reason was, was for that? Usually it can be an attrition race, but really this year there wasn't too much of that. You know, we were
2: talking about that, uh, Derek. Or uh, Kraus and I were talking about that on the way home. There was no yellows. Um, I think one or two natural cautions the entire race, and um, I think it has you know again we were talking about this and we were just kind of brainstorming ideas. You know the last the last couple of derbies and I think maybe three out of the last five have ended or or the majority of the race have been under the lights. Um, I, I just think the intensity picks up, um, when the, when the sun goes down, the lights come out, um, people just race different and you can, you can even look at, you know, the, the Sunday race, um, the opener at Kakana, the Tundra race, that race is always very mild compared to a night race. And I don't, I don't, I think the intensity just picks up naturally, um, in a night race. And I can remember the, the, the last snowball derby that was during the day in 2017, that race had a ton of, of long runs as well. Um, and every, every night race I can remember at the derby has a ton of yellows. So, um, it, it seems to correlate. I don't know if it's just a coincidence or not. Uh, but certainly, uh, something to kind of fun to think about.
0: On that last, very last restart for the win. Um, Derek Thorne got a whole got a, got the lead on you and you got, you went into turn three with your front end underneath his car. <laughs> was that an intimidation or were you planning on moving him or, um, what was the deal on that, uh, on that well, aggressive so, move there? So
2: what, what kind of happened there was, um, he cleared me into turn one. Um, we uh, made a little bit of contact down the front stretch. And, um, it allowed him to clear me and he overdrove turn one and missed the corner out of, out of two. And I was able to, to, to generate an, another run on him. And I was kind of underneath his, underneath him, like not underneath his bumper cover yet, but, uh, made a run to the inside of him and he turned down, uh, to try and clear himself. And, and I still had a bumper on him. Um, and, uh, I sure wasn't lifting that's for sure. Um, not with three or four to go in the <laughs> Derby, so um, he certainly didn't do it to himself. Himself because uh, you know I'm the one that didn't lift, um, but but uh, he also tried to come down and clear me there. Um, so it actually it actually worked out well for me um, because I didn't have to drive it in and make contact with him. Um, you know the, the contact was almost created naturally, and uh, I just like I said I, I went into the corner with with my bumper under his. And I was able just to just to lightly kind of scoot him up a groove um, to get another run on the bottom.
1: You guys put on a hell of a show. Uh, what's it like being behind the the seat of the race car? There uh, going through that situation?
2: Oh, it's intense. Obviously, given the last how the last couple of years have gone for us, uh, late in the race, it just hasn't gone our way. Um, and I was just doing my best not to give the race away if I was going to get beat and if he was going to beat me, he was going to beat me, but I was going to make sure he worked for it. And um, like I said, I wasn't going to make a mistake to, to give it away. So, um, you know, obviously that's going through my head under the, under the, the yellow before the restarts, you're, you're playing out different scenarios in your head, um, trying to do what you can to, uh, to win the race and and best prepare yourself for any situation that you're put in. So um, I think, uh, you know, uh, being prepared for anything is key. Um, you know, being mentally prepared under a reef for a restart like that is is huge, and uh, just thankful I was able to 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 close it off and and uh, and finally bring this one home.
1: Derek slipped a little bit out of turn two, which kind of gave you that advantage going into three, knowing that he probably couldn't get to your to your bumper and, and loosen you up a little bit. What's that like when you see that and then coming through three and four, knowing you're going to win the, the biggest race of your career to this point?
2: Yeah, I, I knew he was, if he obviously got a chance to get back to me, um, he was certainly going to move me um, given the way that I raced him. So uh, I was just trying to be disciplined, hit my marks. Um and, and and not again not give him a chance if he was going to create a chance, um because he was a little bit better at that part of the run you know the entire day and the entire weekend for that matter, um he was going to do it but uh, thankfully I was able to just hit my marks there hit, hit hit my apexes and get good runs off of the corner and um you know he 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 kind of put all his eggs in one basket a little bit there he drove into one uh, looking back at the replay really hard trying to get to my bumper he missed. And, uh, ultimately that's what, that's what gave me the separation to, um, to bring it home. You know, the, the best words you can hear going down the back stretch on the last lap is, um, you know, clear by three, he won't get to you. So, um, you know, after I, after I heard that from my spotter, um, obviously just trying to get through three and four, hit, hit your apex, roll the center. And, um, just thankful we were able to, to finally bring this one home. And, um, certainly, uh, uh, you know, I was excited, but. Um, you know relieved as well uh, again after the, the last couple of years and, and how the how the race played out for us so it was uh, I was definitely excited but uh, but relieved at the same time
0: you know you got to do an awesome victory lap there and I see you got a really big ring out of it man that, that ring is huge and what's it like to kiss the snowball, it's, Um, man? it's special this is this is the
2: crown jewels of all the crown jewels. Um, you know, there's big races all throughout the country. And, but this is, this is, this one is the one that everybody wants. Everybody wants to win the snowball and, uh, to finally come out on top, you know, t- to win the biggest super late model race in the country, um, is huge for, for myself and especially for, uh, myself or I'm sorry, my career and, uh, and, and where that's at right now. So, uh, just really excited, really happy. We can, uh, we we're able to bring this one home for, for everybody on, on the team. You know, Toby is, uh, we've tried so hard and he's put so much work into this race and, and preparation for this race. And, uh, just, just really proud. We were able to, to bring it home for, for my entire team, car owners and, and all my partners
1: as well. It's been quite a popular win uh, amongst other drivers as well uh, you got guys like Kyle Bush Bubba Pollard uh, among other drivers congratulating you that says a lot about you in the racing community as well
2: yeah you know as as a race car driver you you battle hard and you compete hard to win races and at times you've got to do what you got to do to win those races and um, you know I, I always try and in every situation I always try and take the high road and and not and not create um, um, I guess more, uh, more conflict off the racetrack and, um, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad guys, guys show some respect for us. Uh, we try and do things the right way. And, um, you know, even, even when tempers flare and, um, you know, it's really cool to, to see, um, drivers like them and uh, show the respect that they have, uh, for myself and, and that big win. Um, you know, Bubba said, uh, that was a long time coming. You guys really deserve that. And, and, and Chase and, and Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch have, you know, said something along those same lines. So, uh, it, it's cool to, to have respect with, with those guys, uh, some of the best, uh, not only short track racers, but, but drivers in the entire country.
1: Who's the coolest person that you, um, in your opinion that you, that you heard from after winning such a big race?
2: Um, I, w- I would say those three are up there. Um, you know, I heard, I, you know, uh, Chad Knaus reached out, uh, a couple of others. So it was, uh, it, it was really neat to, to hear from, from some of the biggest names in, in the industry, um, reach out and, uh, and just say congratulations. And it, it means a lot. Um, you know, there's so many people that reached out a lot of the, um, the three manufacturers, um, you know, uh, big representatives from, from them reach each of those reached out. And, um, it, it was cool to, to see, how many people were watching that race or do watch that race. Um, it's again, it's such a huge event for not only um, people in short track racing, but, but the entire racing industry across the country. And it, it's uh, it's cool to see that.
0: You mentioned that the video that you enjoyed the most after this race was your crew, your crew on pit road winning. Uh, explain that uh, why that makes that to your favorite video. You know, it's, it's something that that I don't ever
2: get to see. I I don't ever get to see how my crew um, reacts or acts when we win a race. Obviously, this race was is a lot bigger than, uh, or has been a lot bigger than than our other wins, and it's it was really cool to to see that and um, to show to to see them all their hard work they've put in, uh, not only that week but the entire season. and and see it all pay off and see their reactions and and see how nervous they were on that last lap. And then to see me cross the line and their, again, their reaction, uh, was just, was such a cool moment for me. Every time I watch that video, um, it, uh, it just, uh, brings me a lot of happiness for sure. Uh, just to, just to see how much they've invested themselves in it and, and see how much it, it, you know, it, uh, it, uh, it creates enjoyment uh, within them as well. So it's, uh, again, a cool moment for, for a number of reasons for me. And uh, I was certainly glad that, that someone was able to capture that.
1: After you crossed the finish line, uh, obviously excited. Did you feel a little bit of relief too, after the last few years, Mark and I have talked about it uh, many times on our podcast. You could probably have three to four snowball derbies by this point, And it just takes everything to go. Right. Did you feel a little bit of relief after as well? Certainly.
2: Um, you know, my spotter crosses, we went across the finish line. And he said, finally, uh, you know, we it we talk about it time and time again. I've been so close in this race and, uh, we lost, we lost two in a row with, with the best race car. And, um, I think we, we won, we won this one without the best race car. So, um, you know, we, we, we played our cards, right. And we, we, uh, we did what we needed to do at different portions of the race to, to put ourselves back in position and, and, uh, and put ourselves in, in position, um, you know, uh, 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 with that before that last comp caution. And, and, um, again, everything needs to go your way. Um, you know, There's a lot of different factors out of your control that go into to winning this race, and uh, thankfully the, the stars were able to, to finally align this year.
1: You've won almost all of the big races that you've entered to this point, if not all of them. Are there any big races to, on the short track level that you're maybe taking a peek at saying, hey, maybe we can go run, run this because we can win anywhere? I'd,
2: I'd love to go to the Oxford 250. We're actually building a car specific uh, for for that track. Um right now. Uh it was a bare frame when we left for the Derby and 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 Toby's actually working on it right now. So that's a race I would like to go to. Um, You know, Nashville I'd love to go back to. That's obviously a a crown jewel and um and a big race. And I'd love to I'd love to go and get a couple of those. Um, Those are according to Speed 51, those are kind of the four crown jewels. uh, The Derby, Oxford 250 Nashville and Winchester so um, you know I'd love to I'd love to go to a couple more of those and, and get a couple more crown jewel wins that'd be really neat and a, a nice uh, icing on the cake for for our entire race team and in our career
0: so do you got any super late uh, anything scheduled for Not this in January right January? Now,
2: um, I would say the first possibility would be speed weeks in February um, uh, but we're not a hundred percent sure on that yet. Um, but uh we're thinking about going uh back to the Rattler two fifty in March. Um and and uh maybe a few others uh before the the uh the race season gets started up in Wisconsin.
1: We are actually gonna be heading down to the Winchester four hundred this year. It's gonna be the fiftieth annual. Um we're we're looking forward to that. How close are you guys to maybe running something like that? Maybe this upcoming year, with it being the 50th annual.
2: I don't know. Uh, it's it's tough for us to go to a race like that before Oktoberfest. Obviously, Oktoberfest, you have uh, three four days of racing, and um, it's it's hard for us to go the week before um, to the 400 and and put a, a car through um, a. a a grueling race like that, uh, that that track is probably the hardest on equipment in the country. Um, Not only because of the number of laps, but just the racetrack itself. Um, It's got a lot of load. It's really rough. And I don't know if we could afford to, or afford to risk to sort of put a car out of commission um, before our, um, before our Daytona. So um, that, I don't know about that race quite yet. It de- obviously depends on what the schedule looks like. Uh, but right now I would say that's probably out of the question.
1: Well, it was uh, quite the year for you. It's been quite the the career. We hope that this propels your career like it has others. Um, we were super excited for you, especially after the last few years of you not being able to, to, the finish line first even though you had the best day out of everyone so congratulations man we really appreciate the time and we can't wait to talk All to right. you again
2: thanks lauren thanks mark appreciate you guys having me
0: yeah congratulations ty very good man
1: well mark what an awesome interview from ty majeski uh Big win in his career, and it was great to hear him talk about all the things that happened down there and happened a little bit after.
0: Yeah, seventh, seventh time was a charm, man. He's tried six other times, and you know he's been on the uh, he's been up on the podium three times already, and he didn't let this one get away on him. So uh, I classify that the race of twenty twenty. What a great way to end the season, huh, buddy? <laughs>
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Fantastic race. Uh, You know, the one thing we asked him off the record, I think you did, was where is the trophy sitting? And we thought maybe kitchen table, maybe he was uh, having some fun with it, but it's still sitting in the race car.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we laughed about that. He said it's still in the car. And I just like, wow, Okay, you know, if I had a trophy like that, I'd be. Man, I'd be carrying that everywhere. I'd probably go to bed with it, even. <laughs> but, uh, that's that's funny. When he mentioned that off the record, so yeah, that's all right. Wins are more important than trophies, huh, buddy.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, well, it'll be exciting to see where this propels them. It's propelled a few others in the past, and and Mark with a a field like. The way it was, maybe the deepest field. Some are debating if it's the greatest field. Um, maybe the deepest, though. Uh, what a what a win for a
0: guy like him that this could really propel him. Uh, you know, personally, I think between you and me, I think definitely that is the um, the best field that was ever there. I mean, that's that's just the best stuff was right there, and um, so yeah, that's my opinion on that.
1: Yep, and we'll we'll see where he uh he goes from there. But uh, it was he did such a great job in the interview. It ended up being uh quite a quite a lengthy interview, but he gave us some some good stuff there. We always learn when we talk to guys like him. So uh, really enjoyed that
0: one. You know, if you go to Chase Chase Elliott's interview and they ask him how did the uh, how did the snowball derby go for you, he wanted to talk about Ty more than he wanted to talk about himself. It's quite interesting, it's on j ski, and uh yeah, he wanted to talk about Ty, I suppose because he had a front row seat and he could watch Ty and Thorn going at it, you know that's uh he had the best seat in the house, but uh, um you know, kind of a big deal when n b c sports and and you know uh auto week and speech sport news and you know and all these other mm-hmm. um, all these other networks are out there um it in for him so hopefully somebody will ring his bell and uh and enhance his career to go forward
1: yeah we sure hope so. he deserves it a lot of uh, other drivers do deserve it as well um but we'll we'll see where it goes from there but we can't thank him enough for his time it was an awesome interview and we hope you all enjoyed it
0: yeah it was good stuff man so uh yeah we'll uh We'll dig something up and talk about next week, huh? So that was a good one. Uh, looking forward to uh, the 54th annual snowball. by uh, my cards player, right, I just might find my way down there, buddy.
1: Oh, that would be awesome to get back. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. We've said that countless of times on here, so uh, that would be pretty cool. But uh, thanks again for your time, Mark, and uh, we'll talk to everyone soon.
0: All right. See you later, man.